Hello, everyone. I am officially back and better than ever. Thank you for listening today and for putting up with me and for coming along with me on this journey as we figure it all out together. I am coming to you live on my new podcast recording studio equipment that I got for Christmas in February. So I'm interested to see how the audio will compare to my previous episodes. Welcome back to Keeping Up With Kennedy. Over the past month while I've been off the grid and off the air, I took a nine-hour-long continuing education class about the integration of nutrition assessment and education in physical therapy practice. The materials for this class were written by Zachary Walston, Amanda Reed, Abby Logan, and Dylan Welch, all of whom are licensed physical therapists and board-certified orthopedic clinical specialists. To start this week's episode, I want to relay some of the notes that I took there to all of you, my friends and listeners, so that we can have a better understanding of how our nutrition is really deeply impacting our lives. I'm not going to share all of my notes, just some main takeaways to spark your interest in your own eating habits. If you have any further questions, comments, or concerns, please, as always, do not hesitate to reach out to me via email, Instagram direct message, or however else you want to contact me. One of my main duties to society as a whole that I do not take lightly is to eliminate false misinformation as well as disinformation. It's scarily common for people these days to get most, if not all, of their nutrition information from TikToks and the media, which are full of false information under the guise of getting more views for a quote-unquote fitness influencer or getting you to purchase a product you don't actually need because it's going to help you, right? Or just information from people who really just haven't done accurate research and spread misinformation as if it's fact or for whatever reason these people go viral. Now, I am here to say always fact check what you're consuming in the media with a reliable source before you go spreading fake news and disinformation to all of your friends. Don't trust everyone you see online just because their video came up on your For You page. Please. In terms of nutrition, we need to focus on positive eating patterns so much more so than any fad diet. While the Mediterranean diet is consistently ranked best overall, really what all the quote-unquote good diets involve is a greater consumption of whole grains, fruits, and vegetables with varying levels of meat intake while emphasizing adequate levels of protein intake to fuel your goals. That's it. It's time to stop all this sugar-free, fat-free, low-carb nonsense. And contrary to popular belief, eating foods with fat in them doesn't actually make you fat. What makes you fat are the patterns of what you eat and how much you eat of it. Take a look at your habits for a second. If you're serious about weight loss and you're considering choosing a fad diet to follow for a month or two, I'd suggest you start out by keeping a diet tracker of everything you're consuming so that at least, at the bare minimum, you have an awareness of what things you can and may need to change. As a disclaimer, this is not medical advice, just a suggestion from yours truly. The most underrated way to lose weight is to sleep more. If there were a series of three steps to a healthier lifestyle, I think it would focus on sleep first, hydration second, and nutrition third, and then go onwards from there with further behavioral and lifestyle changes. When you are sleep deprived, your body actually releases less of the hormone that tells your brain that you're full and more of the hormone that tells your brain you're hungry. Now with that deadly 
deadly dynamic duo, you are perfectly primed for a pattern of nighttime overeating that may be aligned with other life stressors that will inevitably keep you stuck in a pattern of not sleeping, overeating, and repeating if you're not careful. Now, this is a side note, but I've been building up an increasingly diverse audience on here, and if anyone out there has any connections, any at all, in epigenetics research and can pass along a contact or a homie or anything that could help me get on the right track to get involved in all the trending epigenetics research about how certain foods can trigger different genes to turn on or off in different people based on your genome and what you eat affects your genes. Can you please contact me at contact at keepingupwithkenny.org or via Instagram DM at keepingupwithdrkennedy. Thank you. I do want to touch on one more topic about nutrition. Our bodies are biologically primed to have predispositions for the taste of fat and sugar. That's how we've done it since Fred Flintstone was yelling out his characteristic yabba-dabba-doo. With inflation at an all-time high recently, combined with the convenience and affordability of unhealthy options, it's no wonder that the obesity rate in the United States is projected to reach 51% by 2030, with one in four people in the severely obese category. The article I found that published these statistics and nonlinear regression models was published back in 2012. And as we know, a lot has changed and impacted our society since 2012. And I fear that this projection may be undershot, even though it already tips the scale to over half of our nation's population being classified as obese. This article pleads that if obesity rates were to remain at the levels that they were in 2010 throughout the next 20 years, the savings in medical expenses from 2010 to 2030 would save all of us $549.5 billion. Think about $1,000, right? Think about $100,000. That's a lot, right? Then think about a million dollars. And then think about a million dollars multiplied into a billion dollars, just $1 billion. Can you imagine that? A thousand, a hundred thousand, wow, a million. Now we're at a billion. Then think about $549 and a half of those billion dollars. That's what obesity is costing us. And as a bottom line to this soapbox that I can get on for hours, your choices matter. Whether you are at the top making policy decisions or at the bottom being subjected to the ways of the system that we ourselves are creating, what you do, what you say, and the choices you make today matter for all of our tomorrow. Switching gears here a bit now, since I last spoke with you all, I started a new job exactly a month ago on February 6th. I feel very at peace with the decisions that led me there, and the vibes at my new job suit me, my personality, and my goals so much better than my previous one in ways that I didn't even know I was looking for. For anyone out there considering making a big decision, always remember that everything happens for a reason, everything is figureoutable, and always, 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 always trust your gut. You already know what to do, so just do it. Now at my new job, we are historically known to pump up the jams at work. And one day, a Kesha song came up on Pandora, and my co-worker begged the question, where is she now? For those of you who may not know her, Kesha is an American singer and songwriter who recently celebrated her 36th birthday on March 1st. Big birthday shout out for her. 
She held her ground on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 earlier this century with hits like TikTok, Your Love Is My Drug, and Blah Blah Blah. She even teamed up with 303 and Flo Rida in their cult classics My First Kiss and Right Round, respectively. A fun fact that I didn't know is that Kesha has actually co-written songs for many other artists, including Britney Spears, Ariana Grande, Miley Cyrus, and Miranda Cosgrove. Back in September of 2005, Kesha met a record producer at our good friends Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie's release party for The Simple Life. For an update on all things Paris Hilton, please tune into my podcast episode from January titled How to Spot a Narcissist Taylor Swift Style. So it was at this early 2000s party that Kesha hit it off with a producer named Dr. Luke. She signed a six-album deal with Luke and his record company, Kimo Sabe Records, not too long afterwards at the young age of 18. Kesha steadily climbed the ladder of fame in her early years until she hit the fan in 2014 when she filed a civil lawsuit against her producer, accusing Dr. Luke of emotional and sexual abuse, sexual assault and battery, sexual harassment, gender violence, emotional abuse, and violation of business practices in the state of California after they had worked together for almost a decade. Now, Dr. Luke fired back on the grounds of both defamation and breach of contract, claiming that Kesha had defamed him in her February 2016 text to Lady Gaga, in which she told Gaga that Luke had raped Katy Perry. In a 2017 deposition for the case, Katy Perry denied all claims that she had been sexually assaulted by Dr. Luke. As Kesha had originally signed a six-album deal with Dr. Luke, and the two have only produced five records together titled Cannibal, Warrior, Deconstructed, Rainbow, and High Road, he moved forward with a breach of contract claim as well in court. Kesha versus Dr. Luke has been an ongoing court case for eight and a half years. We still don't have a resolution, so I'm going to link a timeline to the case in the description of this podcast so that you can follow along through the years if you're interested in what the holdup is. It seems that Kesha didn't do herself any favors in her case when the judge and the jury found out that she had previously sworn under oath on video that Dr. Luke had never assaulted or drugged her in a different 2011 lawsuit against her managers at DAS Communications. This is nestled right in the timeline of when her alleged claims in this current lawsuit that the opposite story would have been occurring and he was assaulting and drugging her. Now Kesha and her lawyers made the claim that Kesha actually lied under oath here out of fear, which really doesn't do wonders for the credibility of any of her past, present, or future statements made under oath. Everyone, whether you're under oath or not, just tell the truth. It'll save you a lot of trouble, I promise. Now, most recently, in November of 2022, a judge assigned a trial date of July 26, 2023, for our next installment of the case to see how New York's recently established free speech law applies to this particular case. Kesha has gotten support from many other celebrities and people in the industry over the years, including Miley Cyrus, Iggy Azalea, Ariana Grande, Adele, Kelly Clarkson, and our good friend Lord. For an update on all things Lord, aka Ella Maria Yanni Yelich O'Connor, please tune in to one of my most recent podcast episodes titled Uncontrolled Chaos Theory. You won't be disappointed. Now, Taylor Swift even donated $250,000 to help with any of Kesha's financial needs in funding her legal battle. A 2016 article from Cosmopolitan, written by Emma Ledger, details how Demi Lovato then publicly criticized Taylor Swift for this act. Now, Demi, come on. We know you've been through a lot. But what other people do with their money, their words, and their time is none of your business and not in your control. So stay in your lane, please.
Thank you. Most recently, on January 18th, 2023, our friend Kesha took to Instagram Live for less than 60 seconds to eat a sandwich and vibe it out to an unfamiliar song with her characteristic vocals. In the background, we can hear the lyrics, The resurrection's here. Can't you believe it? I'm about to blow your fucking head through the ceiling. I'm getting sued because my mama's been tweeting. Don't fucking tell me that I'm dealing with reason. I'll attach the article about this that I found in the description of the podcast for this week. It actually has a Twitter post embedded in it that has a screen recording containing the Instagram live from Kesha. If you want to see what kind of sandwich she was eating, or if you're curious about her home decor. Go ahead and go watch it. It seems like 2023 is going to be a big year for Kesha, and I can't wait to see how this all plays out. Now, if you're one of our regular listeners, I think we all know what that sound means. Here he is, the man we've all been waiting for. It's my dad, the life coach. Hello, friends. Welcome back. We've really missed you. It's been a month since we last spoke. So welcome back to another exciting episode of My Dad, the Life Coach. We're going to take calls this week. So next week, we'll have a new question from a listener. Right now, I want to take you through some fun facts of the day. Fun facts. So today in 1963, Kennedy, can you guess what fun, exciting device was patented today in 1963? Um, No, what is it? It is the hula hoop, the iconic hula hoop, the round device that young people sling around their waist as many times as they can was patented in 1963. Just FYI, they sold 25 million of these in the first four months. Four months. Four months, they sold how many? 25 million. 25 million hula hoops in just the first four months. And the hula hoop is still going strong today. In 2004, in the Guinness Book of World Records entry, a performer spun 100 hula hoops around his body. 100. Can you even fit that much? How tall was he? You know, I don't have that information, but you can probably ask Siri. That's crazy. All right, then we'll move on to some notable deaths of the day. Just some fun facts about deaths, uh, since we're talking about deaths. How many people? When were we talking about death? Uh, well, it's, it's, it's notable deaths. Okay. March 5th, okay. March 5th notable deaths. Okay. So how many people do you think die in the country or in the world every day? Oh, a lot. Like definitely a lot, but there's also a lot born. So it kind of stays steady. So there's 332,000 deaths every day and about 385,000 births every day. So that means the world is gaining in population by approximately 53,000 people every single day. That's enough to fill the average football stadium. But we don't have space for all those people. We don't. We don't. Um, you know, I know we've got rovers out exploring other planets right now. Maybe our future is on Mars. Okay. Okay. Uh, so back to notable deaths. Today is Mars. March 5th, 2023, Venezuelan politician Hugo Chavez died. Country singer Patsy Cline died. Automobile inventor David Buick died today. And last but not least of the notables, Joseph Stalin, the Soviet politician and leader of the former Soviet Union, died on this day. 
Okay, R.I.P. R.I.P. Everybody, all three hundred of you to, on this day, every day. R.I.P. Okay, are there any notable births? Did you look that up? Uh, you know, I tried and I scrolled through pages and pages, but n- nothing jumped off the page. Okay, so today is no. a day of death. We're in mourning today. Just everybody. <laughs> It's okay. Everybody. There will be new birth tomorrow. New birth tomorrow. <laughs> 385,000 will be birthed. 385K and, you know, coming in hot. I guarantee you a few of those 335K, when they die, will be notable. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. A couple of interesting facts today. The iconic TV show starring the Osbournes with the primary star as Ozzy Osbourne premieres for the first time in 2002 on MTV on this day. Oh, I, I remember watching that back in the day. Uh, I, 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 uh, 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 what, 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 what do you mean? Uh, there was my imitation of Ozzy. How did I do? You did pretty good. <laughs> All right. Also on this day, uh, the legendary rock band Led Zeppelin performed Stairway to Heaven for the first time in 1971. First time ever. First time ever. All you Leadheads, it happened today on this day, 1971. All right. Now, I wanted to get to the most interesting fact of the day, and this is influential to America and our freedoms today. So on this day in 1770 was the Boston Massacre. I don't know if they still teach about this in schools, but if you haven't learned about the Boston Massacre, look it up. It was the start of the Revolutionary War, which America gained its freedom from the British back in 1700s. But what's interesting is the Boston Massacre, what was happening is the American colonists were protesting outside of the British Customs House, and there were soldiers there, of course, during the protests. And after the soldiers uh, were ordered to lower their bayonets, the American colonists at the time began throwing snowballs at the British. One of the British fired, killing five of the colonists, noted as the first deaths in the Revolutionary War. So all of the freedom that we experience as Americans today began as a snowball fight. It all went back to that first snowball. The first snowball back in Boston in 1770. Throne with a vengeance. That's correct. Okay, so Kennedy, as you recall, on this day, 30 days ago, we made a pact. We were going to do what's called February, and we were going to eliminate a few things from our lives. We were going to eliminate coffee, social media, and alcohol. So we're going to discuss today how we did on that. So I'm going to keep score. You know, there's three points possible, and we're going to make a little wager. You know, next time I see you, we're going to wager a cup of coffee. Okay. um, We're not having coffee, though. What could we wager? $5. Okay. uh, We got a five spot on the table. We're going to wager five bucks. Loser owes five bucks. Loser owes five. Yep. Can we start with the coffee? Sure. Let's start with the coffee. So, Kennedy, were you able to stay off the coffee? I have not had a sip of coffee. Oh, that's a win for Kennedy. One win. I also have not had a coffee, so I'll put down one for Dad. All right. We're tied one and one. There's some interesting things about the coffee. I started on the lemon water, Mm -hmm. and every morning, the hot lemon water, and found that to be a, a good replacement. And I saved about $160 a month not buying coffee. There you I'll go. Probably stick, I'll probably stick with that one. That's How'd pretty you good. Do? I just, I started with some cold water. I have a lot of like little like seltzers, like the, just the water seltzer. They're called bubblies. I like a good bubbly. Oh, the bublés. The bublés, yeah. Okay. 
Okay, next up is the social media. Kennedy, how did you do on the social media? I have largely avoided it. I have been on the Snapchat maybe a couple times, but not posting. I have just done like a reply or two, and that is it. Uh, so I, I that's an that's, eh for me. I think that's a, is that a loss then? Is that a loss? It's probably a loss because I hit the app. Yeah, it's probably a loss. I won that one. Okay, um, yeah, we got one I for didn't that. even check anything, not even once. And you know what? I really don't miss it. Life seems a lot simpler and more peaceful without all those things coming at you. Okay. So I'll probably go back to it a couple times a week, but uh, it was good to take a break. Right. Okay. How about the third and final for all the marbles here? For all the marbles. Um, Kennedy, how did you do on the alcohol consumption? I had a one-day slip-up at a birthday party for an Amiga. Oh, that's a loss for Well, Kennedy. it had to be celebratory, oh. though. I had to do the birthday. You it, know it was, what? It was, I also it was the big 4-0. It was like it was her 40th birthday. Because I, I had a birthday. <laughs> you had I, a birthday. I, I, because the birthday's got us. The birthday's got us. You know what? But I think you got to celebrate when the time is due, you know? Right. So, but I, I only slipped up after the birthday. I think I had one other slip up too. Oh, I think you got a two point slip up though. I only had a one point slip up. Oh, oh I had a two point slip up. You <laughs> yeah. had a one point slip. So do you win that one? No. So now we're tied again. Cause remember I lost the social media. Now it's two and two. Oh, two and two. We're all tied up. We're what all tied we up. Do? I don't know. We're going to call it a tie. Okay. Well, I think overall we did pretty good. I think so. So I hope you all enjoyed that. Yes, we tied. If any of you out there also tried February, send in your comments. We'd like to know how you did. And also send in your questions for the life coach. We'd love to talk about a new and exciting topic next week when you phone in for my dad, the life coach. everybody so that's gonna wrap us up for this week it's good to be back and like he said send in your questions to us and with that we'll see you next monday